In the newsroom, I'm Michael Arney. Here's your top story. After nearly a year-long investigation, police have arrested 10 of 11 men from Benton Harbor and Grand Rapids, charged as part of a weapons distribution conspiracy ring. Seven were charged with possession and transfer of firearm conversion devices known as switches. U.S. Attorney Mark Totten tells us more about those devices. Once installed, these devices can enable a semi-automatic pistol to fire over 1,000 rounds in a minute with a single pull of a trigger. Cotton says the emergence of switches is especially concerning due to their ability to be 3D printed and their destructive capacity is frankly staggering. He adds the action represents a major step forward in efforts to combat the threat of switches. Police are still searching for suspect Eric Williams. Three men who plotted to kidnap Governor Whitmer have been sentenced. Pete Musico was given a minimum 12 years, while his son-in-law Joe Morrison got 10 years. Paul Beller, sentenced to seven years in prison. A victim impact statement from Whitmer was played in court. She says the plot has changed her. I now scan crowds for threats. I think carefully about the last thing I say to people when we part. I worry about the safety of everyone near me when I'm in public. And I'm reluctant to share too much because I worry that it could endanger a loved one, a staff member, a police officer on my security detail. The three were not charged with having a direct role in the conspiracy, but they were members of the paramilitary group that trained with Adam Fox, the leader of the scheme. They had forged an early alliance with Fox before the FBI broke up the scheme in 2020. The three were convicted of providing material support for a terrorist act. Governor Whitmer wanted a stiff sentence, saying they all threatened democracy. Some new high-tech signs have been installed along I-94 in southwest Michigan. Michigan Department of Transportation spokesman Nick Sharippa says these dynamic signs feature color displays and several sensors to measure conditions that affect the safety of the road. So the atmospheric sensor obviously pays attention to visibility, precipitation, speed sensors will read the speed of traffic moving by. So whether it's moving at or near posted speeds or slower than posted speeds and then pavement sensors. So what's the pavement condition? Dynamic signs will post suggested variable speed limits based on weather and road conditions. Sharippa says it's study of the I-94 corridor a few years ago prompted MDOT to seek ways to help drivers when things are rough. What we discovered was that the stretch of I-94 through Van Buren County sees not only the most severe winter weather of any stretch of I-94, but also saw the highest frequency of crashes during the winter months. Eleven of the signs are being put up between U.S. 131 and I-196. Shripa says they're the first of their kind in the state with all sorts of sensors and cameras sticking out. He says they resemble something created by NASA. Total cost was $4.9 million. U.S. Department of Agriculture has announced more than $1.6 million in grants for businesses in Michigan to implement clean energy projects. And among the recipients is Vail Rubber Works in St. Joseph. USDA Rural Development State Director for Michigan, Brandon Fewens, tells us the company will receive $175,000 for a solar energy initiative. Exactly what you have pictured in your head when you're driving by, you see a couple solar rays up. That's exactly what they're doing. A lot of the businesses doing that right now, although it can go to a variety of things. For example, he says one farm in Tuscola County is getting a grant for an energy-efficient grain dryer. You know, it's grants announced this week are 25% matching grants, meaning the recipients are making a significant investment of their own. Also receiving a grant this week was Mackenzie Highlands LLC in Casopolis. They've been awarded a $20,000 grant for a solar project. Semi-trucks filled with wreaths are on the move this week ahead of the National Wreaths Across America Day Saturday. Melissa Glasser is among the volunteer truck drivers transporting wreaths not only to Arlington National Cemetery, just outside of Washington, D.C., but as well to more than 3,100 locations across the country. This is something that any truck driver, if you can get involved in it, 
This is such a wonderful experience. There's awesome people. She says this is her second year volunteering in the nonprofit. She says she will most likely do it again next year. Wreaths Across America volunteers work year-round to ensure military laid to rest are remembered, their families and living veterans are honored, and the next generation is taught about the value of freedom. In the newsroom, I'm Michael Arning.